trigger warning, this podcast contains discussion about sexual abuse, domestic violence, and self-harm. Welcome to The Bounce Off, a podcast where two friends discuss film with a sprinkling of pop culture, ping-pong between topics and tangents. Eagerly awaiting Christmas supermarket sales, I'm your host, Clyde, aka The Fruitcake Bandit, and perpetually in the first stage of grief, my co-host, Dan In Denial. Howdy, folks. Hello, hello. (laughs) This week, we are doing one of Dan's picks, which is Short Term 12 which is a 2013 film written and directed by Destin... Destin? Destin. Destin? Destin. Is that his name? Did, did, did that's you... his name. Destin. I did not cut off the Y, if, you're, okay. if that's what you're wondering. I thought, I thought you just spelled Dustin wrong. Destin... <laughs> no. Destin Daniel Cretton, who uh, often works with Brie Larson, has, re- has released Just Mercy, starring Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, and Brie Larson and notably directing the upcoming Marvel movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which I am pretty keen for because anything that seems far off the usual Marvel formula, I am always, I'm always for. I want, I want weird shit. Mm -hmm. I like when, I like when they do weird shit, like, like Thor Ragnarok. That's, that's what I want. Yes. All right. This movie is starring Brie Larson as Grace. Uh, This is Brie Larson's first leading performance, which is news to me, but you know, it happened much later on, a bit later on in her career than I assumed it happened. Um, John Gallagher Jr. as Mason. Stephanie Beatrice. Mason. Mason. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I had like this weird clash of two memes in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, heavy rain. And then I thought, the numbers, what do they mean? <laughs> Congratulations, you just confused the fuck out of me. 2010 <laughs> memes are all coming together. <laughs> Man, math class when Call of Duty Black Ops was probably fucked. Everyone just makes it numbers. What do they mean? <laughs> and, okay. um, oh Stephanie Beatrice as Jessica, also known as Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and she'll only ever be Rosa to me. So I'm going to just call her Rosa and everything. Um, She's not Jessica to you now after this performance? Nope, just Rosa. Rosa. <laughs> Uh, Rami Malik as Nate, Caitlin Dever as Jaden, Lakeith Stanfield, credited as Keith Stanfield as Marcus, Alex Calloway as Sammy, Kevin Balmore as Luis, and France Turner as Jack. So uh, this movie, in this movie, sorry, Brie Larson plays Grace, a social worker who works at a short-term group housing facility for teenagers, where she and her fiancé Mason work with the help of, wait, work with and help underprivileged children. <laughs> I wrote this. I really should know the hell I'm wrong. <laughs> um, the movie takes us through personal issues dealt, dealt with by workers and children alike, with more emphasis on Bree's connection with the, with the newcomer, Jaden, her relationship with Nate and her estranged father, as well as Marcus, a 17-year-old who's soon to be released from the facility. So... Since it was your pick, I'm gonna let you go first. What did what did you what did you think? I liked it. I thought it was a nice movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like it dealt with the topics well. Um, I think it did it. Yeah, I think it did, it handled um, uh, the topics of uh, abuse and like its cyclical nature and stuff like that really well. I think. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I want. I don't know if they 
absolutely like sugar coated it or or anything I like um, I, some I points yes some points no yeah exactly i think it kind of like the ending is kind of tied up in like a neat bow where like it's everyone gets their happy ending almost in a way almost, but then yeah. yeah but i mean they're still dealing you know they still have their, their job they're still working at the facility the kids still have the same issues and everything like that um but yeah no, i thought it was a good movie simple um to the point short sweet uh yeah, and it was just, uh, it was nice, it was interesting to see all these actors who are now established, you know, back in the day. Yeah. 2013, which is weird to say that 2013 is back in the day. Uh, Damn. <laughs> year, year 11, year 11 was back in the day. It's definitely back in the day. That's that's weird, right? Yeah. I feel, I feel old. <laughs> every time I think, yeah. every time I think of where, where I was when certain movies came out, I'm like, Bro, I was year eleven. I was doing dumb shit. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. it is weird to see. Like, what do you um, think? I think when I first saw the cast list, I was like, "Oh shit, Rami!" And then I just realized he's he's barely in this. I know, I know, he's not. Yeah, like, he's barely in it. <laughs> which, to be fair, it's a it's an indie movie. I guess indie, yeah, definitely indie. And also, you know, he wasn't billed as like you know the main character is going to be in every single frame. That's more. That's Brie Larson. That's that's her thing. And also she is really good in this. And whenever Yeah, she killed it. Whenever I think of like actors or actresses where I'm like, you know, when people tend to doubt how good they are at acting, I'm like, yeah, but but look at this. Like she is she's really good. Like between like this and Room, which I guess um, Room, yeah. Room is Room, room is good. good she is yeah. very good at playing God, I guess that's that's a it's you know, dramatic roles. Dramatic roles. <laughs> Thank you. Whatever I was going to say. That's what you're looking for, right, Clyde? Yes. That's what was about to come off your tongue. Dramatic, very dramatic. What's the word? Three dramatic. Um, heavy, characters. emotional. Heavy, very heavy. Yeah, she's really good at that. She's really good at that. Yeah. No, definitely. I think it's because of Captain Marvel, perhaps that she Captain Marvel has... sold her reputation a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's uh, of no fault to her. I just think the the character's just a bit, you know, plus also Superman-ish, and that is kind of you know no, also not enough do, conflict for- to yeah. We do forget that script writing and directors are also a part of the equations. So whenever you see of an course. actor, an actor be bad. There's every chance the direction was just shit. Think about that. Because mm. sometimes it just doesn't work. Certain actors work well with certain directors. Sometimes they don't. And then the performance comes out kind of, kind of you know, weird. Which we're going to yeah. discuss when we do Twilight from next week. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Sneak, sneak, sneak. <laughs> okay, so uh, what shall we speak about? Shall we go right into topics? Let's go right into topics. Uh, since I said this one, I just wanted to say that the shot story at the start, the shot at the start, really <laughs> the shot at the start, to start, a start. false sense uh, of security. I feel okay. like um, Mason's like very like easygoing attitude at the time, and like he's just like talking to uh, I guess Rami Malek's character, who is Nate. It's his first day. And you can tell us as far as Dick is wearing, he's wearing a, a, a button up shirt. 
No, he keeps wearing that button-up shirt, though, right? Like, it's the UV uniform. You, gotta, you can't show up in like a T-shirt going, oh, yeah, my first day, I'm chill. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, and then Sammy comes running out, and I feel like all the like, air is like, sucked out, and it's just like, oh, it feels like the tension really just like starts like with mm-hmm. that. Like, it's, but it's also like it paints this picture that they're just they're used to it, they're in control in a way like they know what they're doing like which is kind of like um yeah if anything i was like the fact the fact that sammy tends to like try to routinely run away and this and how the beginning of the short story is um mason trying to stop this big ass kid who i didn't even know they're talking about a kid in the beginning i don't think they established that it was a kid um about how they did they did they did actually i think they said he was like he was 16, but he was, like, taller oh, than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think, yeah. I think for me, the one theme that I... A theme or, like, um, idea that, that, that I latched onto was the fact that this is normal is probably... That's, that's the sad part. The sad part is that they're always going to have kids trying to run, which means the kids are going through so much shit. They're always going to have kids, like, you know, hurting themselves, and they have to also train themselves to deal with it because... It's not even like an anomaly. It just happens. And they're like, oh, this happens. And they're kind of, they, um, a couple of things happen in the movie. Like um, there's a part where Jaden doesn't get picked up by her dad for the weekend. So she goes back in her room and I think she, I don't know. She just has like, you know, she gets upset. She goes to her room. She starts like, you know, lashing out violently. And one of the first things you see is like Keith Stanfield's character. Um, bring in like a box and says everyone take a card and they write her like a happy birthday thing like and then she comes back in her room and there are all these birthday cards on her bed which is really nice but it's weird yeah. that it happens so much that it's actually routine that the oldest kid who lives there is like oh she's having a day. she's having one of those days let's 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 yeah it's like he's in big brother protective mode yeah um, pretty much he's seen it before and he knows he he's almost like a like the staff in that moment because he's like fully supporting and like yeah yeah like i i do appreciate that whenever things happen they do react very fast but it kind of sucks that that's the reality you live in where bad things happen and you kind of have to just just deal yeah exactly they they deal with it it continues it persists but they fight through it at yeah. the end of the day, yeah. Also, um, like, that misdirection, I definitely felt, because it started off, and I'm like, oh, it's it's going to be, like, you know, one of those... It's, it kind of started off like a Seth Rogen movie with, like, just a, a dumb story that he's just telling. And yeah, Nick, yeah. Nick is, like, the <laughs> nicest guy, and he's just, you know, really fun and all this shit. It's telling the new guy about all this shit going on, and then suddenly, nope, things are not as fun as they seem. Like, as much as the workers try to make it fun, it's that's not that's not yeah and that's later on he says the part where like the kid that uh ran away uh that the tall kid that ran away ended up dying so it's like oh yeah it's like the part of the story that he just doesn't want to talk about because well yeah because like basically they they try to keep it lighthearted and stuff to deal with this really uh harsh reality that they deal with like every day um but it's like super like honorable work um oh yeah. yeah i look at it i'm like i could never do it not because i think it's, yeah. a, it's a bad job but it's just it takes a lot 
and I do uh, emotionally it's, taxing. It's admirable the kind of people that do that work because they deal with a lot of shit. Which, because also I think what also got me was it's not like everyone who was working at this job was happy. Everyone is also dealing with their own shit back home. Like Grace, of course, had her. I think one of the first things you find out about her and Mason, he's like, you haven't kissed me that like that in a while. So like, there's like intimacy problems. So there's obviously something else going on. We find out that she's pregnant. And then like the reason why she's very, what's the word? Apprehensive Stand. about, yeah. yeah. Apprehensive and standoffish about being pregnant in the first place. You don't find that until so much later on. And when it hits, you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. And also that doctor is like, oh, it's the first time you've been pregnant. And she kind of hesitates, which my, my first thought was, hmm, it's happened, it's happened before. But of course, yeah. that, that came much later. And like the reason why is kind of terrifying. And I honestly don't blame her for being kind of weirded out by the idea of it because, you know, her dad kind of ruined this thing that for most people it's like this happy occurrence and then you know yeah and she wants it to be a happy occurrence it's just which yeah she kind of like lies to herself and to like mason saying oh no it's fine i want want this and then later on she's just like breaking down going no i really i don't this is that's yeah or maybe something that she wants but she's just she can't handle it like like one of those can't handle it when like it comes up again because yeah. her dad is getting released from prison and she gets the news. Yeah, it's kind like, of like and like you know, her the shitty day she has. Um, oh, it's such a bad day. Yeah, it's bad. It's like in a perfect world, she would have just liked to be pregnant and just have the kid and then you know raise a family, yada yada yada. But fortunately, the, the I think the movie is main now looking back on it now, almost like it's it's not perfect. Very few things are. Um, yeah definitely definitely not but i i do think which i i i do like is that like it is um uh that they do resolve things in a way that all of the characters not all of the characters but uh a lot of the characters have some resolve and uh are progressing into a the next chapter of their life is a positive light, like particularly like Marcus, the story mm-hmm. we hear about Marcus and obviously, yeah, Grace and Mason, like they resolve shit. And uh, even uh, Caitlin Depper's character, Jaden, yeah, is also in a better place. I guess the only one that I'm thinking of that isn't is like uh, Sammy because he's running out. Yeah. It starts how it ends, but I, I think that's kind of how they kind of like, address I like, some, uh, like yeah. the reality of the situation in a way um, yeah i do like how they yeah. did end it with it with like an actual story with the, with the happy ending though this one actually just yeah. ended with marcus you know finally finding that girl whatever her name is My, I, I was looking think about that like think of the logistics man how did you find <laughs> her again that's bullshit <laughs> hey that was facebook was still around he could, he still could, he could, he he could did, do it he he played he played L. He can do some master sleuth. He he can find her. That was a good story as well. I tell you what, Mason is a good storyteller. He's uh, a good storyteller. <laughs> like I love the guy who played Mason. He played it really well. Yeah, yeah. In any in yeah. any other movie, he'd die. You know, when someone's he'd just die? Yeah. too wholesome, you're like, he can't survive the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I thought Mason was going to be annoying initially for some reason, but no. <laughs> He's just he's just a all, all around nice guy. Just just good yeah. guy. 
Oh, yeah. How about how about this lamp that you that you speak of? What 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 about the lamp? Dan? The lamp. I just yeah. didn't think it was going to be that big a deal when she goes to um, Jack's office, and uh, I only know his name because of IMDb. Thank you very much, because uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't know two seconds ago. Um, awesome. And he touches the lamp, and he's like, "Oh, look how cool it is!" And I was like, "That's kind of funny." But also, why? <laughs> I think I had I had a different yeah. And then just the fact that it was like he was so attached to this lamp, and then she just like after she has that moment where she snaps because he's being a dick, she just breaks um, the fucking lamp. He's Damn. he's basically like neglecting this child because of uh, some connection he has to her father. Um, Honestly, I understand why she got mad at that. I guess, that was... it, it, like, it was like one of those things where it's like the system is at play, and he's like, "Oh, it, it seems like something like you're not supposed to interfere because unless we have actual evidence or verbal confirmation from her, we can't actually do anything." But it's also mm. like, like if you're in that situation and you know like shit's happening, you have like a moral responsibility to do something about it. Like, like I you... understand the whole you need verbal <laughs> confirmation, but you act like kids communicate well at the best of times. They don't. Yeah. Plus this all this shit's happening. If she does allude to bad things happening, it's gonna be that alluding to it. She's not gonna say it. She literally had to write like a story, like the the, um, the story of the octopus and the shark. And he's just like, what, she told you a, a kid's story. You think that's it? Like, that is it? That's why... That's a kid's story? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> written by a kid. But, like, it's kind of like how... Yeah. It's like saying, taking a kid who's, who's had a very bad life at home to, like, a, um, like a psychiatrist. And they say... What, what they tend to do, I think, is they ask the kid just to draw or, like, do art, do whatever, because all that bad shit will manifest in whatever art that they do. They'll always draw... Like, you know, a picture of someone really sad or like, you know, a family where the mom's happy, but the dad's angry and, you know, all that stuff like manifests in different ways. And then they go, well, kids don't just make up random shit based on things that didn't happen. They, whatever they're feeling, the best way for them to actually manifest it is by just drawing. Which is why in every horror movie, a kid's always drawing a fucking ghost because it's like, I don't know what that (laughs) thing is, but I'm going to draw you a ghost though. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's stuff, yes. it's, it's stuff like that. So I kind of, I, I'm annoyed that he's like, he dismissed the story as nothing. Where it's like, you literally work in a place with kids who go through a lot of shit. That story, if anything, is probably like... It's a red flag. Yeah. That's a red flag. I'm not saying it's evidence, but it's definitely like cause to investigate further. And I, I kind of understand his whole, I can't just, you know... um take your word for it. I can't just take your word for it. I need like because you you'd be taking away potentially someone who is innocent like <laughs> their their child from them. Um yeah. but it's just I think it just it's one of those things that it proves like this whatever systems the at system play that they broken. have is yeah. just yeah it's just broken it just doesn't work. It's just not it's it's rigid in a way that is usually benefiting the predator and not the victim which sucks like it shouldn't be that way but unfortunately you know that that happens a lot and honestly yeah. like that scene with the octopus the, the octopus story that was damn that was a hard scene to watch like, yeah it that t- was it took me a bit to even realize what what was going on i'm like oh yeah i thought mm-hmm. it was just like about like initially like i know she, there was something weird going on with her dad obviously because he wasn't yeah. showing up and all that but it was just like 
it felt like initially it was about someone who was just like using you and obviously that is part of it yeah but just like I didn't get the explicit um like uh sexual abuse uh, yeah from, like from that I I just thought it was because it was like the story of like you're being like taken limb by limb and being tossed until like the shark makes a new friend so it sounded like it was like she was being replaced or or like the, oh. the shark is bored and maybe that's why he went away um potentially you know like how he wasn't around and does that make sense yeah yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense like for me it, it took yeah. until grace actually asked her is something going on at home that i'm like oh it's about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which obviously like like we've established already things go over my head most of the subtext. time, I need <laughs> someone to tell me because I will just probably forget <laughs> half the time that this shit happens. Oh, I, I, I'm watching this. I noticed that I liked how they approached the kids when they were upset. They didn't like get mad and like yell back at the kid because that's not going to help. Like, um, it's usually, I think for me, it showed when Jaden first ran away and then Grace follows her and then she, then Jaden's like, I'm not going to come back. And she's then, then Grace is like, okay, can I walk with you? Then she's like, okay, cool. You can walk all you want, but I'm not coming back. And she's like, okay, cool. Because her, her main thing is, I don't want you out here alone with no one with you. Like, I don't care if you're not going to talk to me, but I'm going to be close by in case, you know, something happens. So ultimately, yeah. when Jaden did need Grace there to talk to, she was already there. So I'm like, that's actually, you know, that's not what you usually see in like, movies or films or like even in real life you never see like this like kind approach to it it's always like you fight the kid having a tantrum with you having a tantrum and i'm like that's not gonna help anything like yeah not to compare children to dogs but the same approach goes if your dog's barking at you and you yell back at it what's the dog gonna think oh i guess we're yelling now cool that'll just make it worse if you yell yeah. at your kid when the kid's already upset okay for instance if someone yelled at you when you were already upset that's not going to make you stop being upset. That's going to escalate feel, the situation. That's going to make you feel worse. If, if anything, that'll make you yell more. Yeah. So I do like how they handle it. Like, yeah, ultimately, like, let's say when Jane was being violent, they did have to hold her down. They didn't, like, do it out of anger, though. That's more out of don't hurt yourself because, you know, you never know what's going to happen when they just start lashing out and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I really, I appreciate seeing things like that because I don't see that a lot. And it kind of, you know, it also teaches people, hey, Maybe when you have a kid and they start acting out, think of it in terms of the kids hurting and the only way for the kid to actually express that is unfortunately through lashing out. So it's more about how's the kid feeling? May the kid feel better, not, you know, don't get annoyed that your kid's having a tantrum at Woolies and then you start making a bigger scene yourself because that just, that doesn't, that doesn't help shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah, the more I think about it, I feel like this movie is very, like, I know I liked it, but I feel like it's very well written and, like, in terms of, like, just hinting at stuff beneath the surface and then it eventually bubbles up and you're, like, you can refer to something that happened previously and be like, aha, I get it yeah, now. It ha- like, yeah. when uh, when uh, Grace is, like, playing with her finger, at, at, like, really nervously, like, at mm-hmm. some early part of the movie and then eventually uh, oh, yeah. happens again and her, oh. her around her thumb it's bleeding and it seems like that's her nervous tick um i actually didn't realize then, that when she yeah. mentioned it because um mason was looking at her and he looked kind of yeah he looked concerned yeah 
which makes yeah. sense because everything was getting kind of. I think that's when. Oh yeah, let's get to this point when Remy Malik, the dumbass, <laughs> introduces himself. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm Remy. I, I'm not Remy. I'm what's his name, Nate. And <laughs> I'm, I just graduated. I'm trying to like, Very you know, dumb. he's such an airhead. Sorry. He's like, oh, I'm trying to get some life experience, and I've always want to work with underprivileged kids. What the fuck? <laughs> Why would you even say that? As if they don't know it. Doesn't mean they want to hear it. Yeah. It's like yeah. going. In, it's like me becoming a doctor, going into an ICU, and going, hey, my name's Clyde, and I've always want to work with people who are fucking dying. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I, I actually, yeah, even though it was a minor role, I did appreciate his scenes because they were just so, awkward. so they were awkward. It was like an awkward kind of in a Mr. Robot way without the complete level of awkwardness. But it was just like um, yeah. when when uh, the the jump rope scene where like the two girls approach him and like <laughs> jump with us, and he's like. No, because he was no. told earlier that he, he has said, to say no. He said <laughs> no everything. in like a no. He wasn't even like, oh no, I'm good. It's no. And these poor kids are like, oh, fine, fuck you then. And then um, Rosa, I'm going to call her Rosa because she's still Rosa. And then Rosa's like, yeah. that's not what we meant. <laughs> so good. Oh, like, damn. The, uh, the dork came out when he started rapping. <laughs> and he said the words, play a hater. <laughs> Player hater. I've not heard the term oh. player hater since Chappelle. Or oh, hater player. I don't. I don't even it's know which hater. order it was. I can't it's, remember. It's player hater. Once again, I've not heard that since um the player haters ball in, in Chappelle's show. Yeah. Oh my god. That's funny. What did you think? Actually, that reminds me. What did you think of uh, Lakeith's scene when he was rapping? I thought that was actually that was really good. done well. And I was worried. Again, it was like one of those things where I was like, oh, this might be a bit corny, like a cringe. A bit cringe, but I thought it was done. It was like, good. Well. Like, like it I, actually, yeah. I think whenever I, felt, I think we're kind of used to whenever rap is like put into a movie that it kind of comes out sounding so uh, gentrified. Gentrified, <laughs> and that's it. And that's the one. It makes it sound like my first thought was: Did did, did the writer write this? Is the writer white? Is the writer white? That is my question. I no, to... he's Asian of some. Of some oh. sorts. Right. <laughs> of some... <laughs> uh, I mean, you're not. You mean you're not wrong. Like, if you ask me, what like where like some African actors from, I'd be like, oh, that's African of some sort. Daniel. He is the son of a Japanese American hairdresser, mm-hmm. and also. Uh, 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 has Irish and Slovakian ancestry. Okay, so he's he's, he's um ethnic as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm but, always I'm always like interested when go. someone <laughs> has like a bunch of different, you know, backgrounds because once again, I'm, not once again, but I'm just Zimbabwean. I'm just black. My my mom's black. My dad's black. If you go back far a hundred years, they'll still be black. Nothing's gonna change. <laughs> I'm not used to going, yeah, I'm like one twelfth Persian assumption. I'm like, when did that happen? How did that happen? You never know. People have planes? Did they like take the boat? They had boats. They they had had boats, but this shit ain't easy. Um, But yeah, that rap scene was good. It kind of like, it's it's kind of like, not the opposite, but like a better version of what we saw Project Power. That's exactly what I, look, I'm not saying, I'm not saying the rapping of Project Power was shit, but God, it, it, it wasn't great. It, um, it, it wasn't great. 
which would suck if the actress herself wrote that. My bad. Name, yeah, I, name I, I forgot I, from a month ago. Hopefully she didn't. Um, hopefully she didn't. What if she did? Sorry. Anyway, Lakeith Stanfield plays a really good brooding person. God damn. Yes, he does. He he's, always seems like he's really deep in thought. I would be very scared to talk to him. I would. Like, I'd look, be like, feel like I'm interrupting something crucial. <laughs> like I lost my thought. Now we can't find the cure for cancer. What the fuck have you done? <laughs> I was on a roll. Do you know what he looks like? Do you know like the one reason I'm scared to be a teacher? Is that one kid where I'm like, fuck. If I just say the wrong thing and he's already had a bad day, I think he's going to fight me. Like, he's genuinely just going to fight me. He won't take it out on, like, some kid in the playground. He'll just throw some hands right there. Oh, God. Yeah, this is why I can't be a teacher. I don't have uh, the chops to get into it. <laughs> well, you put your fists up. You should be fitting to get into Why you know why I ought to? <laughs> put him up. Put him up. <laughs> right, you know, like me, I'm like five foot three. If any kid tries to beat me, they will win. <laughs> nothing is stopping them. In year twelve, I'm like, if I wore this year seven's jumper and went into a class, they wouldn't even question it. They're just like, hey, when did you enroll? How do you do, fellow kid? <laughs> oh, literally. Oh, good. Oh, do you know what's um, weird about what's weird about that lamp? I actually kind of felt the same excitement that guy did because when I was a kid, my parents bought my sister I, like yes. a lamp, that same kind of lamp for her bedroom. And I literally wish she walked, I used to just go into her bedroom and just tap the lamp just so, because it got like, it went like um, dim, bright, brighter than off. So I just kept tapping it because it kept doing that. So I'm like, yeah. hey, I understand. So I, yeah, I kind of felt sad when she, yeah, when she broke it. those lamps. Yeah. I kind of felt sad when she broke it because I'm like, fuck, man. That's a. I know. I think what was more interesting that it was that he was this astonished in 2013. I don't know. I feel like those <laughs> lamps had been around <laughs> for a while. A while. Like, my sister got that lamp when I was still in Zimbabwe. It was like 2009 before. So, yeah. Bruh, where you been? It's like, it's like, no. oh my God, I installed like a, like, the clapper in my house and it's 2020. If I clap my hands, it turns off. And I'm like, dude, just flip the fucking switch. Then again, lights are just impressive in a way. Like I, Look, I actually, I don't, I don't, we don't have any like smart, um, like no Google appliances home thing, or anything yeah. like that. So if, if I ever was to get that, I would be quite impressed. Dude. When yeah, we got, I when we got the, so fascinated. when we got the Google home, it was like 2 AM. And then Denise just turns over and goes, Hey Google. What sound does a giraffe make? And I'm like, oh my god, just go to sleep. <laughs> she used to ask all these like these fucking questions. And we can't um, go to sleep without knowing. <laughs> this is like, like the last thing. Like, Bruh, oh, no, good. leave Google alone. I'm waiting for this to get fed up. And go shut the fuck up, goddamn, go to sleep. <laughs> One day Google's gonna go like your alarm's in thirty minutes. Why are you still awake? <laughs> Damn son. Oh god. Um, yes, short term twelve, huh? Uh, so <laughs> yeah, we saw the thing. Um, what else? Yeah, oh, this actually, yeah, it did remind me that Lakeith Stanfield has 
raps. Like he 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 has stuff on Spotify. I, just, I keep forgetting. He has bars, I son. I mean, I haven't heard them, <laughs> but I've, I I apparently they exist. I've only heard this weird freestyle he did on Instagram Live, which wasn't good. <laughs> so that's the first thing I thought. Charlemagne the God gave him donkey of the day for this. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was pretty bad. Oh god. Um, I think he has the ability to rap. Maybe his raps would, when he writes them himself, are different. But the, but the ones that he did here, I'm like, I'm like, I could see this being like that really dark, edgy, you know, kind of stuff. I could see it being an actual song, which you, which is a lot to yeah. say because sometimes when whenever there's musicians in a movie, I always feel skeptical because half the stuff they come up with, I'm like, who would want to listen to this? <laughs> I know. Not, not gonna it's, lie. it's like someone in the room that's just like nodding their head and just like, yeah, this is the shit. And like, it's really? like, ah. Uh... Like, if, if Hannah Montana actually existed, would y'all pay for a ticket? Don't lie to me. Uh, I'm pretty sure they would. It's Hannah Montana. Yeah, Thank you very much. Oh, when um when Rami did his freestyle, I I think I stopped. I I, I told you to pause the movie. It's <laughs> like the fact he could say that line and not just combust <laughs> out of embarrassment. <laughs> There's some things as an actor where you're like, this should have taken more than one take. This should have taken 20 takes. Oh my God. It's like, have you seen the, um, the bloopers of the Seinfeld episode where um, uh, I keep forgetting her name. I always forget. Julia Louis-Dreyfus? No, the, the character's name. Elaine. Elaine, where Elaine has to fight um, George's dad. Yeah, and they yeah, keep yeah, having yeah. to do it again. I'll drop you like a bag of dirt. <laughs> you want a piece of me? <laughs> you got uh, it! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man, I miss Jerry Stiller. That guy was, that guy was a gem. What a legend. I, I want to be that um, age and just not give a fuck. Like, half the lines he ever got were just so good. Amazing. Was so Ben amazing. still ever in Seinfeld? No, never. Damn. Interesting, right? It's weird. None of that nepotism. Um... <laughs> He's like, if you're going to become famous, do it yourself. Fuck. <laughs> I already <laughs> got my own career. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, what else? So, yeah, I... I just wanted to mention, did you think it was interesting that both Grace and Mason came from similar experiences to the kids and like what that implies? Like, do you think like you can only relate if you've experienced the same trauma or do you think if like you came from a privileged experience, like I do think it'll probably be more difficult to relate. Oh, hundred uh, percent. That's not and, even a question. And, yeah. It's, it's, and do the, yeah. do the work and do it right. You, yeah. Like you need, need empathy and you need, I don't know. And I just wonder if just like, does that person exist? <laughs> that look, is like, I'm, like, look, if you're, if you're a, um, what's the word? If you're a very compassionate person and you're very patient and you're always willing to like, you know, take your time to understand the person's situation and try to help, you can probably do it. But honestly, like, this is kind of like, like, um, excuse me. It's kind of like when, let's say a girl puts on Twitter a story of some sort of thing that happened that was obviously sexist towards her. And if you look in the comments, there's always a difference between girls totally understanding the situation and, you know, validating it and guys who maybe try to understand the situation, but it's never going to be a one-to-one comparison because let's face it, you're never going to really understand. So 
in the same way, in that same way, like obviously a guy can be sympathetic towards, you know, girls being oppressed coming these, I think it takes someone who's been in the system to fully understand what it does to you because look, I per, I can't because I've not been in the system. There's probably so many things that I probably don't understand that I probably wouldn't think about that. It's kind of, if anything, that's probably part of the reason why Rami Malek's character just let slip the word underprivileged because he's mm. he doesn't in his mind like he probably doesn't think it's that big a deal like obviously when he said it, he realized oh shit should have said that but I think someone who's been in the system wouldn't even think of telling them that because why would you tell someone that in the first place so if I don't think the movie the movie is obviously saying only people in the system can work with people who've been in this in the system I think it's saying there's definitely a big disconnect. There's definitely this gap that's yeah. much, much harder to fill if you've not if you don't have any experience with it. Yeah, it's like uh, let's say, for instance, if um, if Mason and Grace ever became foster parents, they'd obviously have experience. They understand like all the patience and all the, I guess, all the attention that needs to be taken with these kids because. They're dealing with way more than just, let's say, you adopted a baby. It's not the same thing. Yeah, It's like, it's, you know, a lot of them like bounce around different homes. A lot of them tend to also be very troubled. And there's just things that tend to be commonplace with kids who are in the system, which this is the second time this week I've, I've had to talk about the system because I saw American Horror Story season two and weirdly enough, that popped up there. And mm. if if anything, like... Because okay, let's. I'm, I'm I'm gonna go into this because I can. Spoilers for American Horror Story season two, which came out in the in the ripe old age of. Uh, give me I guess two thousand ten. Uh, uh, let's see if he's right. Nope. Twenty. Oh. 2012, 2013. Anyway, um, yeah. Damn. So spoilers for this, like eight-year-old show catch up anyway so in american horror story which i don't know if you care are you ever going to watch american horror story i do not care no <laughs> we're going all right so um there's a serial killer who basically the fact that he felt abandoned by his mother basically made him you know fixate upon and fixate upon it until he just basically snapped became a serial killer yada 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 and then he impregnates one of the characters in the show and that character eventually keeps to keep the decides to keep the baby but give it away and what happens that baby goes to the system like his dad did and harbors a lot of hate for the mother that gave him away and he also becomes a serial killer as well so this weird cycle that happens Mm. which you know there's so basically once again it takes someone being in the system to fully understand the problems of someone else who's been in the system like obviously, yeah. obviously, with time, someone as inexperienced as Nate would, you know, fill in the gaps, become a bit more. What's the word? More of a seasoned veteran when it comes to these kinds of situ- uh, situations. And yeah, I do like yeah. there's also the difference. Now, I mean, obviously, there's there's way more at play um, in the differences between Nate and Great, not Nate, um, <clears throat> Mason and Grace, because obviously Mason came from what looked like a very loving foster home where yeah. they just kind of just took the time and helped him and all that stuff. Whereas unfortunately for Grace, her upbringing was not 
it was not that at all. If anything, it's probably the opposite. Should have dealt with a lot of shit. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Well, which isn't to say that Mason didn't deal with shit because I think he, he definitely I don't did. Remember he when said he got he, taken in? He said he was like uh, a punk kid who was scared of everything, so he definitely had yeah, his problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he probably was a bit older than, like, he he probably it was a fair couple of years in his life where he was, you know, yeah. That and if punk any, kid. if anything, I think his experience being in the system also helped him. It helps him be way more patient with Grace because I can guarantee you anyone else with way less patience would have not stuck with her for three years of her like being closed off and refusing to actually let anybody in because he waited a while. Like the the amount of time it took him to basically mentally check out and go, fuck, okay, cool. Do what you will. I don't care. That's three years. That's a lot. That's like a thousand days of just a person refusing to open up to you. <clears throat> and yeah. He, yeah. And I feel like it takes the fact that his foster parents were also really, really patient with him. He probably learned that from them and that translated into his relationship with Grace, whereas he just kind of took patience as his, you know, that's that's how he deals with things. He's like, I, I already know you're a good person. I like you already. I know you're dealing with shit. So we just wait and see. Eventually it's going to get better. <clears throat> And also, it it does help that he turned out to be like a really a really just nice person. So it's not stand like up guy. it's not like yeah, he's a stand up guy. It's not like being in the system just like a a death sentence for you being a nice person. That's obviously not what it is. Yeah, which is a good, nice, positive message. I think mm. in the movie, I, I think that's back. why I like <clears throat> that a lot of the endings or a lot of the character arcs ended up in a positive position because like. I don't think this movie should be should have a negative outlook. It should be looking towards positive change. You know, yeah. if I was like the writer director, um, you know, <laughs> if yeah. I was destined Daniel Crittin, I would. Hey, I would say I did a good job. You're probably there. <laughs> You've already got one name. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, well, I mean. It's not much I can do about the rest. I mean, I can. <laughs> <it, but. laughs> yeah, it also it also shows like um, Grace went to therapy and the like of like of all the help that um, Mason tried to give her. There's always you know some things that you just need to have. A, you need to get professional help. So I'm glad yeah. that eventually she got that because if there's anything that social media has taught me is, bruh, we all need therapy. <laughs> we need help. Oh these, my god. These jokes ain't helping we no do. one. Fuck. We really do. Oh god. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's also so, like obvious nowadays. It's so obvious. Like back in like <laughs> so in our face. If you go back to like nineties kids and like, oh yeah. They did they weren't as, as like outward with it. Like fuck, every second meme is just like haha. And I'm dead inside, and I'm just like, uh, I'm just. I know that. it's so constant, and it's just like, yeah, wow, dude. we, uh, universe, like we share this depression together. <laughs> you think we, we have, really do? You think we deal with it better because we all have it together? But no, yeah, that's 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 our yeah. generation's deal. We uh we deal with it with humor, which is why we are the funniest generation, <laughs> but we're also the saddest mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah. You know. What do we bring to the table? I tell yeah. you what. <laughs> we, we bring in the depression, but we bring in the humor. Memes, and, man. Just memes. Yeah, we brought you. We brought you memes. 
we brought you memes. <laughs> memes? Cancel culture. We're trying to take down Ellen. We're almost there. Almost. Um, almost. Team, get on it. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the difference He's is the, the difference is. Imagine in the seventies, we're like, yeah, you can say, um, yeah, I've I've, not, I've been feeling kind of down, but you can say that from this house you bought when you were nineteen. <laughs> There's a big difference. Don't talk to me about this shit when you can afford to actually get a therapist. The difference is yeah. we cannot. But anyway, mm. onwards with the show. Yes, yes, yes. It's all tied together. It's, all tied we together. bond through trauma. Um, all right. On to like, let's say the, the more lighthearted stuff to, to, to cap off because I think we've gone through all the, all the deeper stuff. Yeah. I swear I've heard this indie music in, in so many it's, indie movies. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's that just plucky so guitar generic. and then like a piano chord. Plucky <laughs> guitar, piano chord. Someone like leaning on someone's shoulder and like shadows of trees going over their face. The bike riding. Car. Bike riding. Like in mid-90s, it was skateboarding. But if it, if it was made in like 2010, it'd be a bike. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Is this um, movie as a it's 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 indie? Do you know the first thing I said? How, how do you know how, how you know it's an indie movie? Wide shot, character at the bottom of the frame, title just appears out of fucking nowhere. The title. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's, it's not, that's like it. any more indie. It would have to be like this hand drawn cell shaded font. <laughs> no, 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 no. The character writes out the oh uh, they write out the font in their uh scrapbook you know scrapbook. <laughs> maybe maybe rip out a page toss it in a bin and then it pass. flies away <laughs> and then it, it like the wind like smacks it across like a window but the, the text is like already out man i can i can make an indie movie there should have been a, yeah like some 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 lady harmonizing with la, 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 la. oh 100% <laughs> <laughs> like look if I could program, I'd program like just a genre maker. Like, hey, input plucky guitar plus piano. Um, quirky title appearing out of nowhere when the character is just standing there. Also, one thing I wrote was just like shaky cam in a scene where really I don't think there should be cake shaky cam right now. Like it was just a shot of the outside of the of the office. <laughs> and I think Mason was waiting for Grace and it's just <laughs> It's just shaking. It's just like nothing's happening. Why are you shaking? I guess I can argue the fucking grass was too bumpy, so why would you have a tripod? But still, the, the tension of the moment—you had to capture the tension. Somehow. Goddamn! I should make yeah. an I should make an indie movie. Yes, you should. Do, what do you, you know what? Do? What else it would have? Neon lights. Indie movies love neon lights. There's got to be neon somewhere. Everyone loves neon lights. Everybody I love neon lights. Bruh. The I first thing I saw. I own neon what? lights, but I, I would. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. Wait, did. um? Never mind. I was like, is, is, have, has The Weeknd put neon lights in any of his music videos? And they're like, no. I'm oh, thinking, definitely. I'm thinking of the song Blinding Lights, so I'm like, maybe there's neon in that. But he definitely has neon in his music videos. Have you seen The Weeknd? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Do you understand? He's all about the nightlife. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's why his name's The Weeknd. <laughs> Abel is oh, wow. all about the nightlife, man. All about yeah. the nightlife. I should do yes. that. If there's anything I should do, like, I just write these things down. Like, hey, I should just make an indie movie in 10 seconds. 
Yes. It'd oh be my amazing. God, that's such a good TikTok. Um, all right. Now that we've given the audience all our ideas, maybe we should wrap this up. <laughs> Damn it. I should have copyrighted that. Anyway, um, dude, I liked the movie. I thought I thought it was a I thought it was a it was a good movie. It was it was well made. The only downside of this movie is fuck is depressing. God, I didn't yeah. feel I didn't feel happy. Look, I'm I'm happy that the actors were good. I'm happy that the writing was good. I'm happy that the direction mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yes. But fuck, it's a hard movie to watch. It is just sad. Everything is sad. And I'm also yeah. watching American Horror Story, so that's a lot of sad I gotta fit into a day. Nothing good happens yeah. in American Horror Story. Like, someone wakes up going, I'm having a fantastic day, and then just their whole family just dies. Because <laughs> the plot just demands it. Is but, yeah. in American Horror Story? Sorry? This is Mickey Mouse in American Horror Story, or if he was, he'd be like, he'd be like hey, some weird. I'm having a fantastic day. <laughs> he'd be the Mickey Mouse from like South Park, the sadistic like killer Mickey Mouse. But yeah, it's 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 a good movie. Like I I I enjoyed it in terms of like appreciating the the craft of it. But if you'd ask me, would I watch this movie again? Probably no. I want to watch. I want to watch happiness. Okay, there's. A difference between watching a movie because I'm like, fuck, that was dope. I want to watch it again. Then there's a difference between, wow, this is like a character study. It's it's, it's got some pretty deep themes. That's you know, it, it says a lot. It it does. It's it um adds to the talk about a lot of like you know, so like you know, self harm, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, like you know, the the darker sides of life. But unfortunately, me as a person. I, I don't want to go back to that. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, okay. Fair enough. It's 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 not like it was this underneath like a veil of like, you know, comedy or something. Because that's like that's a different vibe. There's like dark comedies where it's like it's funny, but then the more you think about like some parts of you, like fuck, that's actually kind of dark. This is just dark. Yeah, it's this just, is just like, like, very like. Uh, 90% drama, maybe like 80% drama, 20% laughs, I guess. I don't know. And like nice things. Uh, it was, it's about the waiting, like, the, you know, which way it leans and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, say. exactly. Like, like, look, it's, it's, it's a good movie. Like, uh, yeah. would, would, would not um, go back to, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. It's making yeah. it sound like I don't like the movie. I like the movie. It's just a dirty, dark movie. It's, yeah. a very, it's a very hard to talk about movie, and I'm actually impressed we managed to, to fill in an hour <laughs> talking about yeah, it. Yeah, very good. Yeah. We're getting better. We're getting better. Definitely getting better. Because here at the Bounce Off, we don't only talk about bad movies for an hour and a half. That's we talk true. about decent and good movies for an hour without making a joke out of everything. Most things we made, we made, we made some jokes. We made some. Jokes. We're growing. We're growing. But we made, we made jokes rooted in truth. Yes, <laughs> kinds of jokes. Exactly, exactly. The best, the best kind, the best kind. I love jokes that derive from sadness. Yes, that's that's where the truth lies. Once again, the truth that's is, is funny. <laughs> that's our that's our generation's biggest big biggest strength. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, short term twelve. Short term like twelve, twenty thirteen. 
Ooh. All right, All right. Then. Do you want to take us away with the with the social media plug, Dan? Who me? Yeah, you. Yes, uh, gladly. Um, so you can follow us at the Bounce Off Pod on Twitter. You can follow us at the Bounce Off on Instagram. You can follow me at Dan Bochter if you want to support my design work. You can follow <laughs> Clyde if you want to follow him at. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's on such a roll. The fruit underscore. No, no, the no, underscore, <laughs> underscore blog if you want to support his movie reviews. It, you could also follow us on Twitter. And I don't know, do you guys really care? Yes, you do, because you I care. <laughs> you can follow me at Daniel Bogter and you can follow Clyde at Clyde. I don't know what your Twitter handle is. <laughs> what is my Twitter oh. handle? Is this just a fruitcake bandit? I think it's just is the, it the fruitcake bandit. bandit. I think it's just a fruitcake bandit. Let's find out. All right. I will confirm. <laughs> I will confirm. Take me two seconds. Take me three seconds. It's the fruitcake bandit. Straight up. No, it's not. Oh my god. I'm sorry, what? guys. I apologize. Oh wait, no, it's we're introducing a correction segment. It's C uh Chin Yam, uh, which is C C H I N. Y-A-M. <laughs> We're spending so much time and they're not even going to follow it. Just because Do my du- my dumbass didn't realize that that the uh, that the fruitcake bandit should have been the Twitter handle, not the damn username. But hey, what you going to do? It is what it is. You what you going to Before this do? goes live, glad you could change it. Um, all right. So. Thank us. you all. Thank you all for joining. And we will catch you next week for twilight month because it has got vampires and it's almost halloween so we got to do something creepy and by creepy i mean a thousand year old man trying to date a 15 year old girl cool that's the definition of creepy thank you stephanie meyer you fucking weirdo anyway so bye catch you next time see you guys